podcast. I'm in Max, 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 Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon. Hi. Hello. Welcome to Season 24, Episode 12 Whoa. of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. And I'm Tappy. And you can tell by our voices <laughs> that this is take two. <laughs> <laughs> Or three. You don't know. You don't know. Well, this, maybe you do. This episode of Happy Jacks RPG <laughs> Podcast is sponsored by EasyRollerDice.com. Woohoo! They're the best. They are the best. Mm-hmm. And they have a brand new Dice of Giants Kickstarter that is live right now. Nice. Oh, man, it's like those giant balls that you have in uh, CrossFit. No. Oh, like the bouncy ones? No, no, no. Oh. Like the ones that are stone. Is that they're, what it's like? They're oh. not stone. Oh. They're, they're I don't terrible. know if they're that big. I. Well, let's see. Uh, these things are huge. 48 millimeter. I don't know Ooh. what that is in American. What is that in American? That's like eight feet? <laughs> 48 millimeters? I don't know. All right. Yeah, no. There's about... Oh, that is a big die. Yeah, it's uh, a very big dice. Uh, that's about one-fifth of an inch? Is that about no. That? That's more than yeah. that, I think. So there's, okay, there's 10 millimeters in a centimeter, right. which is about half an inch. Oh, yeah, so that's so it's all, 10. It, oh, yeah, that's like two inches. Yeah, it's like... Wow. It's a big dice. And that's the D20, a 48 millimeter D20, and it has... Uh, with some wicked designs and features, hand drawn and, and features a hand drawn font. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to easyrollerdice.com slash giants and that will take you to the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Easyrollerdice.com slash giants. And you can also see the entire set of six and secure yours now. Yeah. The dice include uh, stone giants, fire giants, Ooh. hill giants, storm giants, and frost giants. Ooh. That's cool. Probably different colors. I'm going to imagine different colors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and oh, wait, and cloud giants. Ooh, nice. So those are even bigger. Yeah. No, they're probably the same size. Yeah. But those would pro- probably be like white and fluffy. <laughs> I no, don't know. No, I'll go look. I'm gonna go is. look right now. It's not fluffy. Again, go to easyrollerdice.com/giants to to see them and get yours today. Well, you won't get them today, but secure yours today. Mm-hmm. And yep. we like, would like to thank EasyRollerDice.com for their support of the show and their patience. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, they, they're very cool. The, they are. They're um, awesome. And, they, and uh, I mean the dice. But also, yes, they are an amazing company, but the dice are really cool. They've got um, these this like custom font. If you were if you saw the the dragon dice they had before, they had like custom dragon. The font. ones I had to hide because so everyone cool. tried to steal them. Yes, we like those very much. <laughs> we gave them away in a giveaway, but they were amazing. But they've got very cool. They look like like twice or three times the size of a normal D twenty, and they also have this very cool. They look like a shooter. Oh, holy yeah. metric! There's like, a picture, a regular yeah. dice compared yeah. to the. Yeah, they're that's really a big nice. Die. Yeah. That'd be cool to have a system where you have a bunch of D twenties and you have one of those, and the ones that you hit, like you're yeah. playing marbles, like, <laughs> you get the numbers of those. You get like a choice between them or something. Oh yeah, Maybe you have to add them. No, add them together would be ridiculous. Yeah. but like. <laughs> These are like the perfect dice for streaming too, because they show up on the camera really well. Because they're really big. Oh yeah, yeah. And they do have a nice font. That's a that's a that, that, which one is that? It's blue. Let me see if they show the different colors. Yeah, okay, the fire giant is is red and black with gold lettering. I really on it. like that one. The uh, stone giant one. This might be my favorite. This the it looks like like almost looks like it's like obsidian or black, but it's like the the edges yeah. are like it's worn. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's got like really dark for the for the numbers. Yeah. What's this one? The Storm Giant one. That's sort of like a marbled blue with white lettering. <coughs> I think, yeah, I like that one too. 
I think the black one is the one that I want. Yeah. yeah. That one's like pretty my sweet. Soul. That's the stone it's giant. One. That's the stone giant one. Yeah, that one's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Stone giants are goth. We know that. Right. Yeah. The cloud giant one <laughs> is blue and white with black lettering. Yeah. And then the hill giant one is green with white lettering. Oh, and the frost cool. giant one, that does kind of look like ice. It's like different shades of blue, kind mm-hmm. of like different marbled shades of blue. Yeah, I with, like that with white, white lettering. Oh, mm-hmm. That's very cool. They go, oh, they got D6s. Oh, yeah. Thank goodness, because I wasn't going to... God, the thing is huge. There's, a, there's one in some dude's hand. Yeah, yeah. That's really a big, big die. That's yeah. a really big it's, die. It's also self-defense weapon. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> if, they, if, they, if they better not come in metal or else... <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah, you have to li- have a license for that one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Thank you very much, easyrollerdice.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you want to support the show... Support the sponsors. Easyrollerdice.com slash giants. Yes. And you can get your set. And if you'd like to if you'd like to sponsor the show, contact us contact us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. Yes. In this episode, Andreas writes in about tactical options for theater of the mind gaming. Mm-hmm. A topic I do not think we've ever covered. Wow. Nice. Uh, Jonas writes in about D D and new players. Mm-hmm. It's probably the last of the of the of the D and D, the D and D class <laughs> kerfuffle that we'll have, and then Eric from New Jersey writes in about a stupid idea that won't leave him alone. Am I muted still? I'm quiet. I'm very quiet. No, no, you're not muted. My mic is on. Everything. No, I can hear you. I can hear you fine. Okay. Are they saying you're quiet? They saying I'm quiet. Well, there, I'll turn we you up. You have a to bit. hear me. I'm important. I think that's a. Ooh, levels are right. Ever, <laughs> ever anybody said that I'm quiet? Is this accurate? No, <laughs> levels are good. Okay. Uh, but first, if you'd like to email us, email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. We're on social meteors. We have a forum, happyjacksforum.com. Yes. Go see my Call of Cthulhu uh, in, initial thoughts. Yeah. Whatever you want to call that. It was good. People yes. are like very interested in that. It, they did a good job, yeah. And not mm-hmm. just, not just. I mean, they've they've tweaked the rules a lot. I mean, we were talking outside. We were talking about <laughs> one of the things that happens if you fail a sanity roll and you lose a certain amount of sanity is you immediately have a bout of insanity. Mm. And if your character is alone with whatever caused the insanity, uh-huh. they suggest that you just <clears throat> fast forward to the point where they the person collects their their thoughts or you know collects their shit mm-hmm. or when the, other, the, the rest of the party discovers them, and mm. then just simply describe to them the aftermath of what happened while they were during their bout of madness. Wow. Because if there was no one else there to see it, they're not going to remember what it was. Yes. <laughs> so it's a really really cool way to, to say, oh, yeah, you, you lost your shit, and uh, you're now sitting in with your back to a corner holding a... a a fireplace poker, and there's a bunch of blood on it. It's not yours. Knows <laughs> <laughs> oh. where it came from. Nice. Right. Okay. <laughs> and there's bloody footprints going over to the the fireplace. Um, anyway, you, you killed Santa. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just killed the blood tree. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, our social meteors. Yes. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and MeWe. Happy Checks RPG. All one word. All lowercase. Happy Jacks RPG. Mm-hmm. Watch us live Friday nights at 7 p.m. ish, well, 7.20 ish today. Yeah. Pacific time, happyjacks.org slash live. Mm-hmm. And you can watch the show and join us in the chat room. Hi, chat room. It's nice to see all of you there. 
and they're making fun of me because from take one. <laughs> <laughs> now they're saying that the patriarchy is keeping the only lady on the podcast down, man. Is that why? It's uh, the mic patriarchy. I, I, I could turn the compression up. How's that? Is that better? I don't, I don't know. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> how, how about this? Go. I'm afraid. Hello? Hello? Okay, that's Maybe fine. your channel's oh. burnt. Oh, I'm, I'm on the wrong channel. Hold on. <laughs> no, no talk. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, that's much better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I can put you a lot of compression on you there. That's, that's nice. Thank you. I like compression. Really, compression's not really doing much. No. Today. Mm-hmm. No. no. It's kind of shitty. Well, so your mind, yeah, I should write. I should put all of my like extra rules that I've made for my game on the uh, yeah, you should. Forum. Oh yeah, yeah. So if, it's, when it's, I remember to, to do that. Yeah, it's like hopping, and it's uh, it's very mobile friendly now, which is yes. the best thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and emails. Oh, yeah, like I said, email us at happyjacksrpg@gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've had we've had a rush of them this week, but it's been thin. So if there's mm-hmm. a, Topic you want us to discuss, or there's advice you have, or something you want to complain about, or horror a horror story about or a success story, or a success story, or both, or both. I like horror stories, but <laughs> <laughs> Schadenfreude is yeah. my friend. But yet, yeah, send it e- happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. Yeah, uh, we also have coming up uh, JackerCon, which is our fan run online. Convention just coming up June twenty third, the week of June twenty third. Yeah, yeah. That's you, that's not the best song you've written, but that's good. Well, that's just the. Fir- the you want to hear the other? No. Jackercon. No. Yeah. See that. That's better. That's gonna put like a ninth on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. It makes it kind of jazzy. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's good. Jackercon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But you can sign up uh, at Jackercon. Jackercon. Jackercon.com. Dot com. Um, and you can run games. You can play, sign up and play in games. Uh, a bunch of the hosts are going to be running and playing in games. Um, so do the thing. Check it out. I think Jackercon needs a, a theme with a banjo, like a song. If there's going to be a Jackercon. Yeah. That's your song. choice. Yeah. Yeah. I think it has to have banjo in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That seems like a, a legit thing. I think so. Absolutely. Yeah. So Especially anyway. if like the guy from Rathacon is <laughs> like it's from his perspective about <laughs> role playing. Right. Because there's what else the fuck there is to do. That's true. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, first email. Tactical options for T O T M gaming. Mm-hmm. Which is an an ac- an an acronym that I have never seen before. Me neither. Totem. Theater of the mind. I coined that. I've I've heard of mind's eye theater, but that right. is completely different. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But theater of the mind is ob- a phrase that's been around a very long time. Right. But I don't think anyone's. I think I'm the first person to turn it into totem. Totem. <laughs> we'll put that in your tombstone. I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> All phrases <the> coined. <laughs> totem. Totem. <laughs> One, and then there's like a whole bunch of numbers after that. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you, just didn't get, you ordered the gravestone, but you never got around to it. Right. <laughs> Hi there. I remember you talked about mapless gaming a while back. In that episode, Stu mentioned that without a map, there were only two tactical options available, namely concentration of force and resource management. I can see how that might be true, but I wonder about an option to add in the spatial factor of map-based combat without the map. Let's say we don't keep track of where everyone is on what square and how far from each other, but instead, only who is engaged and who is not. That would be easy enough to keep track of without a map. That's true. And would give, uh, a, a tac- would give, still give a tactical nuance. 
Let's say you can only cast spells when you are not engaged, only used ranged weapons when you are not engaged, and within reach and with reach weapons, you only get one strike first round when someone moves to engage you. Reversely, or inversely, uh, weapons without reach are useless unless you move in to engage. Add a very sparse sprinkling of attacks of opportunity and dodge to uh, disengage, to, uh, and dodge to disengage for flavor. What say you? Useful tactical addition to the to a mapless game, or too much, too much to bother with unless you go full hog. Would be interested in hearing your thoughts on the matter. Cheers, drink, Andreas. Woo-hoo. Well, <clears throat> kind of already do that in all the games that don't use map. Like, I mean, when you have combat in mapless games, which are you know most game like if you don't have that board game part of it, and it sounds like you're looking at it through the the like idea of like a board game, so everybody is in that place and nobody's cheating, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, L5R, you have, if you have a bow and somebody's in your face with something, you can't really use that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, or at least, I mean, I can't talk for 5th edition, but I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, like, there are reach weapon rules, like, in some games you get more right. initiative. Um, yeah, I mean, all of these are put in to many, many games that I know of mm-hmm. in one way or the other. Yeah, Erica, in the chat room, Erica Odd says, Fudge and Fate use something similar with zones, which is... Accurate, right? So, yeah, that's what yeah. Among Us Traveler First Edition had something like that because it had like range bands mm-hmm. for doing for doing combat. Wild Talents has like the powers have different things on them, but there's not necessarily like a written in thing like zones or engaged, not engaged. Right. Um, a lot of that. I mean, I I, I like the the terminology with that, um, like having those those terms. I think that clarifies it up for the players. Does 5th edition it, it use the engagement rules like that? Where, uh, like, if you try to move out of a melee... Yeah, you can use a disengagement, like, action to okay. move without having, like... Because I remember 4th edition had that. If you moved out of close combat with someone, they got an opportunity attack. Yeah. Mm. Does but that still exist in 5th? I think so. Okay. Yeah, um, I think so. But here's one of the things about, like, theater of the mind, is mm-hmm. you don't have to have robotic kind of reaction to those things. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, if you move, there is an attack. Yeah. Right. You can do things like, alright, you can try and get away, but something bad might happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's an attack of opportunity. Maybe, like, you drop something because you're trying to get away too quickly. Whatever it is uh, that you have. Um, like, it seems very, like, sort of rigid and binary uh, in this place. Right. Um, like, in Apocalypse World, you don't really have that concept of, like, ain't, like if you leave, you get hit. But if you uh-uh. try and get out of where you are, like, say, you're in hand combat. Move. That, yeah. That's still a move. It's like, okay, well, you know, act under fire. If you fuck it up, something bad might happen, including getting chopped in the back. Right. Um, and you also have, like, intimate uh, range weapons, which is you got to be really fucking close. Uh, like, hand range, which is, like, a couple feet further than your at range hand, <clears> and then close and then far. Right. So, I mean, it, they work, mm-hmm. these, right. these concepts. Yeah, I I, 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 I kind of, when I was first read this email when, I, when we first got it, I kind of started thinking about when I run Theater of the Mind Combat, it ends up not being that. Because mm-hmm. at some point, 
the complexity of the situation and people's mental picture of what's going on mm-hmm. start veering off from each other because yeah. it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I end up having to scribble out a map anyway. Yes, or at least I, I just go fog of war. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still think that's theater of the mind, though, because you're still not using a map. You're still not measuring out. Well, yeah, but I mean, but the actual like to get everyone on the same page is where things are. Right. But you're not using a map. You're not like, oh, you have to move three squares to be able to cast that spell. Like, like you're still that. Like that's keeping everyone's mind in the same theater. Yeah. But it's still theater of the mind. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't do that because first of all, I've lost where my pencil and paper are. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've but noticed, se- like, but secondly, like I do a lot of online gaming right. with yeah. people, and that one, you you don't have that choice. You pretty much have to describe it or yeah. like come to an understanding where it is right. like you as the GM have to just keep it all describe, together. Right. Yeah. See, to, to me, the, the the weakness of doing it like uh, doing a theater of the mind combat is. A lot of times you forget about like if you if you have a, a game that has rules for like dive for cover and things mm-hmm. like that, but you have to have cover within a certain distance. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that stuff ends up getting forgotten. Yeah, you but know what I mean. I also find that I, I can't. I mean, maybe I, I'm not as up in as many systems as the two of you, but I can't think of any theater of the mind systems that have specific things like that where you have to have it in a certain range. Well no, I mean if a game is specifically written for theater of the mind, it's probably not going to have a right. dive for cover option. Although yeah. it might. I mean it, Mongoose Traveler has it. I think Mongoose Traveler has a dive for cover. Yeah, yeah I mean if okay. if and guns are sufficiently dangerous and one is being a gun is being pointed at somebody, most players will say, "Hey, can I get the fuck out of way? Right, and but not, but not like what he said, where it's like you have to be five feet away. Like there's not usually that caveat of right. measurement. It's well, just, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, but whatever makes sense. Like if you're mm-hmm. relatively if you're close enough to wall to fucking make a leaping dive for it, then you can do it. Yeah, right, exactly. Like, the the five foot things and all the stuff that happens in uh, games where you play the board game. Uh, Feels very rigid, but also you can. It's easier to go within those confines. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, um, and it really is just like how fast and loose you want to play your combat. Right. Mm-hmm. I like scary combat that goes fast. We can get back to role playing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but tactical combat's also fun right. for a lot of people. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think uh, I I agree though that rules get forgotten in yeah. uh, like most role playing games. Right. Period. I mean, and, and if you were trying, I mean, if you were playing a controller type character in in D anD D, and it was theater of the mind, that could get super frustrating. Absolutely. Oh well, yeah. Well, that wouldn't be a, a character type you would you could, have. Yeah, yeah. You just wouldn't do that because that wouldn't be useful. No. Or if you just like completely kind of hand wove like the exact measurements of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you could probably do it if everyone was really willing to just kind of go with it. Yeah. Well, I mean. That's how gangs work in yeah. Apocalypse World. Yeah. Like, you got, like, 15 guys or so, and if the gang takes, like, two harm, then some of them are fucked up. A couple yeah. of them might be dead. Yeah. Right. But that's way different than, okay, you know, if you take two damage, then you need to roll two dice, and yeah. those together divided by two is how many people are dead, and a divided by two is not at all well. Right. Um, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why D&D combat tends to take so long, because you do have to kind of sort through all those rules. Yeah. And I think that... 
I don't know, at least for me, I'm willing to, to pay the price of maybe doing some rules a little wrong or to, or to not use all the rules if they slow things down, if people are like engaged and going quickly. Right. If they're not like going over the checklist of, well, these are all my abilities. Have I maxed out everything that will, you know, make me the most effective? Or also, you know, it's just, it's attrition style combat. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. so that is very different than other style. When it's attrition, you're just going to hit more yeah. and be hit more. It's safer. That style of combat is safer because you can get hit three or four times or however many times depending on your level. Or 12. <laughs> um, so you're more likely to get into combat and mm-hmm. combat is more fun because you don't get hit once and suddenly, like... The stakes aren't as high. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it also means it takes longer. Yeah. So, I mean... Oh. Um, for the most part, like... Theater of the Mind as opposed to the board game. I hate calling it Theater of the Mind. Can we call it something else? No. That's what it's called. <laughs> I already I came up with the acronym. Yeah. It. <laughs> it's going to be on his tombstone. Come on. We have to make it a thing now. Coined term number one. Totem. 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 Damn near killed him. We ain't changing it now. <laughs> um, Shop Dahlia. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how much fun you find combat, mm-hmm. how often you want to be in combat. Right. Yeah. Because um, if the less deadly combat is, the more different stuff you can be in and the more time you can put towards it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But um, Yeah, we had right. a big combat um, in my Wild Talents game this week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I think I, I just love... I love Theater of the Mind. It's so much easier. It's, I mean... I like painting minis, right. but I don't really like using them in games. Um, and just the flexibility and kind of... How, I like how everyone can kind of imagine it their own way. Right. Um, and I think, kind of going back to the email, um, engaged... Uh, someone was talking in the chat room that uh, 7C, I think it was, that also uses very similar... Mm. Or 13th Age, sorry. So 13th Age uses engaged, not engaged, and far away as its ranges, mm-hmm. which I think are good. Like, I mean, that's, like, I tend to generally do that, although I haven't used, like, engaged as, like, the term. I might start doing that. Like, it's basically, like, touching distance, then not not touching distance, and then you're far away. I like right. this. It's very, very my style. Um, but Hugging yeah. range, punching range, <laughs> stabbing range, shooting range. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I like the, the two different types of shooting range of you know, eh, far away that you could probably kind of hit somebody, but they're, you can still like see their face. Right. Mm-hmm. As opposed to so far away that you can't really see their face unless you're looking through like binoculars. The sniper range, right. yeah. Oh, or like I don't know, like 100 meters, something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is, I mean, relatively close for a rifle, but not for a pistol. No. No. Yeah. But I, I think answering the question, yeah, it's a a, a tactical addition yeah. to a mapless game, and yeah, it's it's not too much to bother with. I think it's it clarifies things. Sure. Um, especially if the game doesn't already have something like that built in, then yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, I don't run map games, and so <laughs> like this is this is stuff that is really useful if yeah. you want something different. If you, you know, if, if swords are all the same as spears, things mm-hmm. get boring real quick. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you got to put things in differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree. All right, thank you very much there, Andreas. Yes. Uh, D&D, good for beginners? Bah! Says Jonas. I I actually paraphrased. That was very loud. 
But who would like to read D&D Good for Beginners? Bah! Says Jones. <sighs> I will read this one, okay. I suppose. Oh, it's long. Oh, man. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Happy Jacks, Jonas from Sweden here. The real country next to fake Finland. If possible, I want this letter to be read by Tappy in an outrageous Swedish accent or by Abria in a really polished and fancy, fancy accent. All right. Well, I guess Tappy's reading it now. Do, do I have to <laughs> do it like Yorgi Jorgensen? However. <laughs> no, I shouldn't. <laughs> God. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, You're not going to make him at least try? <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting for it. The next like, one's long, too, so I think... Like, I realize we have a very lopsided relationship. Okay, that sounds that sounds Welsh mm. to me. <laughs> it is. It's very Welsh. <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> it's, like, it's all I have. <laughs> all right, Tappy failed. Okay, yes. go ahead. <laughs> oh. Uh, I realize we have a very lopsided relationship. I've written several letters through the years, but you never write back to me. Every day, me and my ever-shrinking self-esteem check our mailbox for a question from you. That's in quotation, self-esteem. Self-esteem. And is Stu finally ready to ask about my opinions about AC? Will Dave seek the answer on how to keep proper time in High Gygaxian? Oh, guess what I got? What? I got my copy of Role Playing Mastery by E. Gary Gygax. Wow. I used to have a copy of that and I read it. I'm like, oh my God, this is the worst thing I've ever read in my <laughs> life. And I lost it when I moved out of La Mirada, but oh. I found a copy in a used bookstore. And oh. I got it. So we'll start having weekly readings. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yes. I'm very excited. Are there about like this. scenarios that we could like act out? It's more preachy than that. <laughs> it's about how to master role-playing games. Mm. And it, it happens in phases. You start out as a player. And then you eventually start to GM. And then you eventually have to get to the point where you're creating your own scenarios rather than using pre-written scenarios. Then you have to design your own game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a progression Wait, of things. You didn't, must. didn't you do that? I, I have done all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I am a, now a master. <laughs> well, do I don't know. I don't know if I'm because I don't remember. It's been a long time since I read it, and I haven't started reading it yet. I can't wait. I don't remember. There might be more steps. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, Dave. Will Dave seek how to keep proper time in High Gygaxian? Uh, will when will Kimmy inquire about my? It should read. Will Dave seek the answer on how time is to be? Ge- to be kept. Okay. Because you got to use passive voice. That's nice. Okay. <laughs> use passive voice. And I got Gaxian. Well. Passive voice must always be used. <laughs> <laughs> when will Kimmy inquire about my uh, semantic definition of the sandbox? But I understand. I'm neither famous nor have my own podcast. Hey, me neither. We're not, po- we're not famous. <laughs> I have only myself to blame and will try and do better. Luckily, I have a rant and a question to fill the time until I've reached the stardom needed for mutual correspondence. When discussing D&D in classes, like in episode 24-8, you and or your listeners always bring up that D&D classes are good for beginners, which is fitting because Dungeons & Dragons often is the first game new players try out. Uh, am I playing a different Dungeons and Dragons than everybody else? <laughs> in my eyes, D and D is unintrusive, co- uh, unintuitive, complex, and held hostage to a long tradition of design history. Yes, this is true. I get nervous when I have a brand new player who wants to play 
to, wants to twy a wizard in Dungeons and Wagons. Mowage. Mowage. <laughs> and need to explain the difference between spell between spells no, spells memorized, and spell slots, and how these concepts change for every kind of magic user. <laughs> Melee characters aren't any better. Does my character know how to use an axe? Does my sheet explain that? No. It says that I have proficiency in standard weapons. Is an axe a standard, martial, or superior weapon? <laughs> but the proficiency system is much easier for new players than the skill, sy- uh, skill system, say the fans of the coast. You don't want to give the snowflakes headaches by inducing, the, uh, uh, inducing them with something as complex as a skill system. It has skills, though. Oh, wait, wait, okay. wait, wait. Then... Why do you have a list of 18 skills right above the proficiency oh, box, D&D? Okay. Not right. even GURPS. Yeah! <laughs> Not even GURPS have uh, different rules for innate knowledge and capability to use physical crap like thieves' tools. Mm-hmm. I love you, D&D, but don't come totally plastered to my house in the middle of the <laughs> night and say that you're easy for noobs. Easy and rigid isn't the same thing. Okay. Rant over. You can pause here to discuss before moving on to the question of this letter. I like how they like write in pauses for us yeah. to talk about things. Yeah. That's yeah. considerate. I appreciate that. You can also put in between paragraphs, pause for Tappy to say something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just every paragraph. Yeah. Uh, do we have to? No. Um, and well, I, mean, I mean, I don't think it's the easiest game to learn. No. And a good beginning game would be a game that's really easy to learn. It is the one that has the most resources out there, though. Uh, eh, maybe. I mean, Wizards of the Coast is not publishing a lot of stuff for 5th edition. It's all third party now. No, but like, if you go online, you're going to find like a bazillion articles oh, okay. and places. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And if you're yes. like, what's the difference between proficiency and skill? Like, right. You're going to find 500 articles explaining that. But you only need one. I mean, like, right. and for all yes. games, it's all in the rule the, book. And, <laughs> and you have the ability. Like I'm trying to was trying to like figure out the Fantasy Flight game Star Wars. Yeah, right. And all the rules are spread out between like forty different. Yes, books. It yeah. is. Like, and so it's like, oh, is there an index? Oh, no. hey, look, there's an inca- oh. there's an index online that somebody put together with all of the skills together and all that. Oh, that's awesome. that book. Yeah. And right. then you're like, oh, how do you do this? And I just write. How do you use force powers? Yeah. And then that question comes up somewhere, and somebody explains it. Yeah. Like right. I, the 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 internet, you don't need to have something be like huge and have a ton of people write articles for it for mm-hmm. think for the for information the to be available. Stuff, yeah, right. that's, that's true. I think I I I, I personally think a, a better beginner game would be like Savage Worlds. Yeah. Yeah. I think Savage Worlds is a really good beginner game. Mm-hmm. I think it's very intuitive. The rulebook's small. Mm-hmm. Um, most it's of the rules cheap. are used for a lot of things. It's cheap. You can go buy it for ten bucks, and you still have like the board game part, so that you can keep everything like yep. under control. It's not, yeah, yeah. I think the the only difficult part about that for new players, I think, would be like, you know, for your powers. Like, how does your power manifest? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, right. yeah. it's, it's, it's telepathy. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, it's a damaging power. It's, it's damaging telepathy. I don't fucking right. know. Right. Yeah. Squeeze their brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's the only thing that comes to mind for that system on what right. would be bad about it. Yeah. I think classes are good for beginners. I don't necessarily know if D and D classes are the best for beginners. That's because you're a teacher. You love classes. <laughs> I do. <laughs> classes are the best. <laughs> well, okay, I like 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 keeping things in a very set like 
type and wheelhouse is something that is good for people learning things. Like, right. I, I mean, there, that, that. That, that's not like there are some people who don't like that. And that's but for the most people, when they're learning something, they'd rather have uh, a small like, OK, I always think of because I love the movie and it's terrible and has beautiful horses. Uh, Zorro. Uh, Nine, when the full moon is for <laughs> That one? No. Not Zorro the Gay Blade? No, not at that one. Two bits, four bits, six no. bits a peso. Actual, oh, for yeah, Zorro, yeah. stand up and say so. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Yes. But, like... like. Let me wiggle, <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. Never mind. I'm moving no, no, away go. from Zorro. <laughs> uh, but, people would like to, but people like to have, like, to, to learn a small part of something, get good at it, and then oh, so, have oh, things... Beca- I can totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's how I learn... When I buy a new role-playing game, the first thing I do is I make characters. Yeah. So I see, oh, this is how character creation works. Mm-hmm. Then I take two of those characters, and I have them fight each other. That is exactly <laughs> what I do. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That, you, you just, that is... The easiest In- way to learn. Learning I- little increments and then expand out. Yeah, exactly. I think that's. So I think having having classes like and not specifically D and D classes, but any type of class or playbook or whatever you want to call it, right, is helpful for beginners. Um, I, I could see that because okay. what are they, what's it called? Structure hunger. Yes, like it's like absolutely. here's the GURPS book. Make yeah. a character. I have <laughs> I have never suffered from something called structure hunger. No. <laughs> and while I won't argue with Kimmy about pedagogy and like teaching, uh, because she is much more of an expert in it than I am, all I can say is like for me, mm-hmm. like if I'm making characters, like I'm going over the entire system. I'm yeah. going over all the different right. things you can do. It's actually more difficult for me to get my. Or, or more time consuming mm-hmm. when you have like all these different classes because they all play differently yeah. they all oh, yeah. have different rules so now I gotta make a character in each one of those mm-hmm. instead of make two right. you know that, I can see that yeah. and so I can bump numbers around and say oh so this is how you'd be a really good pilot but you also have to have like these attributes but you also want these things to make sure that that um, you know if something goes wrong while you're flying or that you have good knowledge of where airports are I don't fucking know right. what did you do um, what did you do for your first like just like, curious, what did you do for your very first role-playing game? Do you remember? My very first role-playing game was Advanced Dungeons & Dragons. And I made... I was told to make a third-level character, and I made a uh, a ranger. And I'm like, okay, what do I do with a ranger? It's like, okay, well, it's like Aragorn. I'm like, okay, well, what if I'm Aragorn with a hawk? No, yeah, I, I guess... And I, I'm like, okay... <laughs> No, I, I guess and, I'm more asking. And then I died. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's then what moved, happened. In then I moved on to Palladium. Yeah, <laughs> that was the last time I played AD and D. But the next time I played D and D was Fourth Edition. But <laughs> did, did you break down the rulebook that same way as a beginner, like the oh. way you're describing now? Uh, I knew fucking everything about all the books that I had. <coughs> so, like, Interesting. you know, mm-hmm. as a kid, I fucking read everything to get my hands on. Mm-hmm. And role playing games, you you know, create stories in your head while you're going through it. So, <coughs> yeah. Hell yeah, I read everything I'd get my hands on for AD&D and mm-hmm. then fucking was pissed. Yeah, I, right. I was more like wondering if you were building characters, like if that was something that you just kind of innately did that first time. Or oh, if that's yeah, no, I made, that's a, I made a fuck of characters. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that uh, that's cool. that would be a fun one to do. Yeah. And also most people didn't have like ranged weapons. So it was like, oh, yeah, like a bow. Yeah. Awesome, I got a hawk. So I can like sick them and then <laughs> while it goes for the eyes, I can like shoot them in the knee and then I died. Right. <laughs> okay. You got killed by a skeleton. Or yeah. Rat. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, there was an army of <coughs> lizardmen that were coming, and uh, uh, that's when one of the other characters found a crossbow with a glowing bolt and fired it, and it killed all of the lizardmen in a uh, uh, mushroom cloud. I remember you that. telling that. Yeah. That yeah. Yeah. That was the last time I, uh, I mm-hmm. played D and D until uh, we 
played that one game <laughs> until fourth edition. So right. it's like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, classes may help people. I I can totally understand that, mm-hmm. but for me, mm-hmm. I don't right. know. I like mixing and matching more. For right. Sure. All right. Uh, oh. Continuing, you often talk. You often talk about uh, talk about that GMs should only plan problems, not solutions. I don't know what dark void Sue stares into to prevent ideas from entering his head, but solutions pop into my poor bra- battered skull the second after I've thought out problematic situations to throw at my players. Let me give you an example. You have to hang weights from your scrotum, and that frees your concentration so you will only think about problems and not solutions. It takes a great deal of mental discipline. Have you seen the men who stare at goats? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen there there are people who like hang weights from like their penis and swing it back and forth in order to get virility? No. Yeah, I have not you, you can try that for a. Uh, One of my groups <laughs> is playing Mutant <laughs> Year Zero. And I plan to let them encounter that is Psy n- Mutants. That is not the worst thing I've said on this show. <laughs> no, it's not. I <laughs> <laughs> wasn't a bit, I was just done talking about your script. I said penis instead of dick. <laughs> That's fine. Fuck. You can say dick and fucking all of that. I don't care. Just, that's not a conversation I'm interested in having with either of you. <laughs> uh, one, pl- one, of, one of my groups is playing mutant. You're- yeah, I read that already. Oh, but he was talking. I didn't hear you. Okay. <laughs> one of my groups is playing mutant Year Zero, and I plan to let them encounter Psy mutants, scary buggers with mind control powers. One of the PCs <coughs> has a mutation called Double Brain, which is what it sounds like. She has two brains shoved into a nowadays rather a nowadays rather lumpy head. This mutation is. I would mo- keep one in a backpack. <laughs> I don't know if that's how that works. Uh, this mutation is mostly used to let the PC multitask by giving the brains uh, res- uh, responsibility of two different tasks. But I thought it could also work as a defense mechanism against mind control. A side mutant using his powers against you to switch back and forth between your brains, and he can't keep control. Uh, was it wrong of me to think uh, this out in advance? I understand that I shouldn't block the players if they get another idea, like wrapping their heads in tinfoil. And considering my only, uh, my own, and considering my own the only right one, oh, and considering my own the only right one, crap, another sigh-emptive idea. I can't stop myself. But how should I behave in relation to my prepared solution when the players actually meet the side mutants? Keep my mouth shut and not inhibit their own creativity? Or dump clues in the double brain, uh, at the double brain, double-brained PC uh, that has advantage in the situation. As always, thanks for a fantastic podcast. With regards, Jonas Larson, proud owner of GURPS The Prisoner. Yes, very good book. I... Thinking of stuff is fine. I mean, if you can come up with whatever the problem is, you're going to have side guys attack these people, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you think, oh, and if they think of it, Bobby Two Brains can have a can on have account an, of, on account of her two brains on account of her two brains, <laughs> <laughs> John Two Sheds. <laughs> but um, it might have an advantage. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But once you say that in your head, the chances of the players coming up with that solution very slim. <laughs> I mean, they might, but. I don't. I wouldn't count on it, and and you're already kind. Of, it's already kind of affecting your thinking because you said right there that the, 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 what sounds to me like the the only right one, right? 
And then right there, you're, that's why. That's why you don't try to come up with mm-hmm. solutions. Mm-hmm. And and also, you can do things like can mind control other people, and then like whatever solution they come up with, well, then you mind control somebody else. And when it gets to this character, it's like you know, one of your brains is being mind controlled, and they might go, "Oh shit," and figure this out, or they might go, "Oh shit," and not. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know. They may just figure that she has just more mental strength mm-hmm. as opposed to an ability to like switch back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, well, which is a cool thing to think about, but I mean, it also brings up the question of which brain decides when it's going to switch, and if one brain doesn't want to switch and the other one does, right? Then if the one is mind controlled and if the person who's using the psionics knows, oh, this is a switchy brain, I'm going to hold on to the switch. I'm going to. Yeah. Not let it flip the other way. Mm-hmm. Or like is one leading the other following? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a ton of things you can you can figure out beforehand if you really want to, or just see what they're going to do. But I, I don't think I would drop clues for it. I would let the, let the players come up, figure out what their solution is going to be. Mm-hmm. You just got to be open-minded enough and maybe a little flexible. Yeah. I mean, don't you, have, you don't have to break the assumptions of the world and, or of the game mechanics, but... If they come up with an idea that within those constraints looks like it would work, let it work. Mm-hmm. It's hard, though, because <clears throat> I get, I'm going to bring up Wild Towns again, because that game's gone crazy way different than I imagined when I when I wrote, when I, when I started that game. I was like, okay, super superpowers in the Wild West, super cool. It's all magic. Like, everybody's magic. We're dealing with angels and leprechauns and witches and there's not really superpowers. Everybody's just fucking magic. Right. So it's a very different game than like what I proposed. You made a magical pony game? Shut up. <laughs> yes, I did. That's so unlike you. I know. Well, <laughs> I wasn't even the one deciding that. They put it on brand for me. It's fine. Um, but like along the way, there's been a lot of um, improv on my part mm-hmm. <laughs> because they come up with crazy shit. So as, as that's that's happening I'm like oh you know I'll come up with this and this is the connection between this other thing that we did last week um, and a lot of the time you, you're, like, you're like oh it'll be amazing and they like never they never get oh, there sure. and like and the same thing with uh, you but know, if they did it's like oh look how it all dovetailed together yeah, right that's the fun thing about seat of the pants GMing is right. when you mm-hmm. figure when you, oh, like these how are these things I forget. Oh, it could go together like this. Yeah. And then you suddenly have that revelation. Yeah. Right. Um, and solving those problems. Like, same thing when you p- come up with problems. Like, you start having connections. And, oh, this will be related to this and all these other things. And, you know, sometimes you just kind of have to, uh, like, kill your babies. That's the term that right. we use. Yeah. It's like, all right, I will always know how cool that would have been. And maybe someday when I'm drunk... I will tell them what they missed out on, right. <laughs> or something like that. But like, or there like, might be a chance for it later. Yeah, or yeah, save it. Um, but like, they will enjoy the game so much more if, like, that feeling you have of oh my gosh, this is genius. Mm-hmm. They will enjoy the game so much more if they are the ones having that feeling. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. There so- you go. <laughs> So that like like they come up with the cool thing that they think is amazing rather than like being like told oh mm-hmm. this is what you should have done or this is what you should do right so let them have the the cool light bulb moment this is this is one of the reasons why I think uh, everybody should just read you don't have to play it or run it but read apocalypse world first edition because it it very much is a treatise on jamming mm-hmm. and one of the things is your job is not to 
specifically even come up with problems and or solutions. It is your job to make the characters' lives not boring. Right. That's your job. That's what these things are doing, you know. Your, your job is to make the world seem real, mm-hmm. not to have discrete problems for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, my game that I'm running right now is the most on-track game I think I've ever run in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> but we've also gotten to the point where I, I literally have nothing to throw at them except for the fact that everything's bonkers. Mm-hmm. Right. So I make their lives not boring, but I don't know who they're going to decide to run up against mm-hmm. or choose to like take the side of or whatever. Um, all I need to do is, you know, do those things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... it's uh, uh, my job to to make sure that the the characters can uh, <coughs> you know do what they do, not deny them bonuses. Mm-hmm. You know, so if th- this character wants to do something crazy with their double brain, absolutely go for it. Mm-hmm. That's um, why they got it. That's why they have two brains. Yes, that's what. What's her name? Betsy Two Brains, <laughs> on account of her two brains. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's what you should focus on: is make your characters' lives not boring and make the world seem real. Yeah, absolutely. And. Uh, you know, all the stuff that's happening in the background keeps happening in the background until uh, the PCs kill it. I mean, take care of it. <laughs> burn it. <laughs> like burn it and or fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Both. 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 Everything. Okay, no los dos. <laughs> uh, one should happen before the other. Which one? Your players get to decide. <laughs> but, yeah, for sure. I mean... I, we all have that because uh, all GMs, most GMs also love to play. So, like, it's hard just to, to, to pull yourself yeah. away from, oh, that would be so neat. Ooh, like, what would I do? Yeah, what would I do? Like, you're always going to have that. And just just take a step back and, yeah, I'm sorry, I've been correct. Maybe that's what's different that's, about me. I don't like playing as much as I like GMing. That you, that's one of the things oh. that's different about you. <laughs> I, well, I think I like GMing more than I like playing. Yeah. I, it's fucking blast. I, I like both. I really I like playing, but I also I really like jamming too. I, I don't, don't know. I don't dislike playing. Yeah, but jamming is just fucking fun. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, uh, every time every time every time I've played a game, almost every time I've played a game, mm-hmm. I've had fun. Yeah. I've enjoyed oh, yeah. it. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I can probably can count on two hands the number of times I've played. I mean, it's still not very often. Right. Even since we've done the podcast, it's well. I keep offering you, and you're like, "No, I want to run." Right. <laughs> So you have the opportunity, like um, but I, and I've also been corrected. It's kill your dar- darlings, not babies. What? No, 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 I've only ever heard murder your babies. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, maybe since I'm a mandated reporter, I shouldn't use kill your darlings and not kill the babies. <laughs> no, kill your babies, not kill the yeah, babies. Maybe. These are different things. These are two different things. Don't kick the baby. Don't kick the baby. Yes. Oh, there's a movie called. Kill Your Darlings with I'm Daniel sure. Radcliffe from 2013. That's helpful. Thanks, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should William play more, though. William Faulkner. People like watching you play. You're a really good player. You should play more often, though, sometimes. Sometimes. If I have a good, if I come up with a good character concept, yes. Oh, my God. But I don't always come up with that a good character The demigods concept. one-shot I ran? <laughs> Jeez. What, the That's what I said. Just <laughs> shout right. Sui a lot, and you're yeah. good. And you're good. <laughs> have right a pig. giant pig. Delmont the pig. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that was so good. Uh, William <laughs> Faulkner, who said, "In writing, you must kill all your darlings." Okay. <laughs> mm. Poutine, yes. Did you just say poutine? Yeah. Like, because one of the characters he played 
was oh, uh, oh. obsessed with Poutine, oh. the Riffs character, or Savage oh. World Riffs. Riffs um, I thought you were talking about the, Faulkner, and I was really oh. confused. No, 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 the Glitter Boy. What was his name? Oh. Jacques or something. The Kevin no, it was Jacques. <laughs> Jacques the Monkey. No. Lambert Delanois. Lambert Delanois. Quebec. Lambert. Oh, man. Quebecois. He was very chilly. <laughs> okay. We are going to have poutine tonight. Would you like to come and join us? Yes. It is very good. <laughs> that is very legit. It's through that game I discovered the glory of poutine. Oh, yeah. I'd never had it. I didn't. It was amazing. <sighs> it's much better fresh. Like right there. Okay, well, because we had not poutine bad. like driven. It was like yeah. driven like four or five miles. Yeah, <laughs> not as good as actual Fresh. right there okay. poutine. Well, it was still not bad. You've never had poutine. I had poutine, but I had it in like L.A., so I didn't really have poutine. <laughs> well, I've never had. I, I don't. I don't even know if it was. I, I've been in. I've been to Canada at once, mm-hmm. and I never even heard the term. Yeah, it was Alberta. Maybe it's not. In Alberta, <laughs> no. I don't know. What what I had didn't squeak and was just kind of like melted cheese on like some bullshit on fries. Yeah, it's yeah, it's gravy yeah. and with with cheese curds uh. on on French fries. Yeah, yeah. See, th- whatever it is that I had was just fucking cheese. Yes, I mean, it was. They said it was cheese curds, but there was oh. no none of that squeaking stuff and was not. It sounds like it's very firm texture, and these things weren't. It was mm-hmm. just cheese. It was just kind of like chunks of cheese. Because I actually gravy. the first time I made it. I went down over here where there's a farmer's market, and they actually had cheese curds. Oh, wow. Mm. So I bought a little packet of cheese curds, and I made it for nice. the kids and myself. I kind of want to do, like, uh, um, oh, what's the uh, the Indian cheese that has the, uh, paneer? the paneer? paneer? Yeah, yeah. like paneer like masala on fries because it's mm. kind of like... Oh, that's very similar, yeah, because yeah. it's a real firm mm-hmm. and not super. Not, doesn't get melty. Yeah. I wonder if that might be actually be cheese curd, like a... I don't no, know how I it's made. So. Uh, mm-hmm. It's made like a cottage cheese. Mm. Oh, okay. And we are totally not talking about roll playing games right. anymore. Uh, see? <laughs> That's okay. We are allowed to talk about cheese all we want. <laughs> it is quality. I tried to make it a few times. Poutine is more Quebec, they say. Uh, yeah, and yes, it, it went four or five Los Angeles miles, so it was like four hours old, yes. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was like ten no, minutes it, old. No, it was Pasadena miles. Yeah. Pasadena miles aren't <laughs> as long as Los Angeles Listen miles. miles. All, right. <laughs> all right, last It depends email. on if you're coming up the 110. Well, uh, yeah. God. I was stuck on the 110 for like an hour and yeah, 50 yeah. minutes. And I love it's that. like two miles. They <laughs> built a, They built a freeway that's super windy because they were afraid if people got on this road for too long, they'd fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, And also, like, if they went too fast, they'd just die. So we're going to make sure they die. <laughs> right. <laughs> now that cars go, go fast. really fast. And, we, and that's the freeway with on-ramps that are 10 feet long. Yeah. <laughs> so you get to go from zero to 60 as fast in as a tenth of a second. Yeah. Or else you risk getting in an accident. Yes. And then get pulled over by Pasadena police because it's a 55 limit. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next email. Uh, this- stupid idea that won't leave him alone from Eric in Nudge. Oh, this is perfect for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Happy Jack's crew. I hope you're doing well and the dice are rolling in your favor. Uh, it's Eric from New Jersey yet again. But Yay. this time I have something a little different to talk about. Ah. And I'm hoping your audience can help me. Mm-hmm. Actor Joe Man- Magliano. 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 You've left out a lot of letters. No. Say it again. Magliano. Mag- now I can't say it because you guys have been saying oh, it wrong eight times. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Joe, super fucking hot. 
You can just call him that. Who is that? I don't know who that is. I don't know who He's that is. He's an actor. In what? He was in True Blood. He played the really hot werewolf guy. <laughs> He's just really hot. I don't know. He, <laughs> I, I go, he, without his look, Google him without his shirt. It's the best. I'm just putting in his name. He's like very tall. Okay, there's a picture of a guy, and, and I don't recognize him, hungry. and I watch True Blood. <laughs> How, no, there's no yeah he's the here's the werewolf that Suki fell in love with for like eight seasons the really big guy I don't think it was on for eight seasons <laughs> I think it was on for six well maybe most I'm wrong of them. no but it, he showed up in, I think yeah I don't you did not him. watch the same True Blood I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did. Nope. I did. I swear he's in there. It, it depends on how you watch it. Yeah. Right. She just fast forwards through everything where Joe Manganiello <laughs> is not in it. So, I mean, you can watch eight no, no. seasons and like you know an no, afternoon. No, no. There's, there's other hot <laughs> monsters in that show. So oh, I, well then, how do you tell them apart? Because <laughs> one's super tall and kind of skinny and blonde. Well, there's also and he's a vampire. There's also what's her name, which and for then, me is a little hard to look around her. The blonde, whatever her name is, Suki Stackhouse. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then there's Joe, who's like the opposite and dark and like this wide with like muscles everywhere. Sorry, I'm done. Oh, okay, wait, wait. The muscle guy, trailer park guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. now I know who you're talking about. Okay, he, technically, he doesn't look anything has like muscles that. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bell curve, though. <laughs> Like, yes, you are accurate, <laughs> but... <laughs> Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> anyway, continue. He doesn't look anything like that guy, though. He's gotten older. But, no, it's a... Because you, you're looking at face shots. Go look at... Take, find shirtless ones. You'll recognize them. All right. Keep okay, reading. So, uh, Muscles for Days yes. visited UPMC yep. Children's Hospital of <laughs> Pittsburgh. Yes. Where he sits on the board of directors uh, earlier this year. All of them at once. Uh, he DM'd kids who were there uh, through a game of Dungeons and Dragons. When asked why, he said the following. At the heart of this game, it's about being able to step out of reality for a little while. Uh, it's an escapism for all of us are doing or listening to this podcast and joy. But imagine a sick kid being able to be a mighty barbarian if only for a little while. Uh... Being a GM for the past few decades, this spoke volumes for me. Here's a way to help people, children specifically, to be better able to, to be able to better deal with illness. Mm-hmm. Okay, so all I have to do is find an organization who could vet people to GM and send them out to do something like Muscles for Days did. <laughs> uh, after looking into several organizations, I don't think such an organization exists. People oh. donate stuff. Or provide gaming to people in very specific areas, but no organization tries to get GMs. No organization sends people out capable of providing the escapisms that would be useful to sick kids. I have agonized over this for a few months now. People would think I was crazy if I just called the children's hospital and said, Hey, let me play D&D with kids. Oh, there's going to be all kinds of red lights that are going to go off if you try to do something like that. It's, I yeah. mean, it's just, it's just the, yeah. the unfortunate nature of our world. Yeah, you, you are a... <clears throat> strange person who mm. wants to be in a room with some children for a while. Uh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're not... Um, besides, there should be an organization that does such a thing so that it is not limited to one area but exposes children to our wonderful hobby everywhere. I ache over this because I am not the person to organize such a thing. I feel weak and helpless when I think <coughs> about this because there is something... Because this is something as a community we should be doing. We have the power to help people. A guy from Magic Mike showed us that for Pete's sake. I have no idea what that is either. Magic Mike is a is a 
a movie about hot male strippers. Okay. <laughs> Which Joe is also in. Oh, okay. All right. Continue. <clears throat> How can you not see Magic Mike? It's the best. It's really good. Come I on. was in the desert for like five years. Well, you. I wasn't asking <laughs> you. I was asking... I've, no. It's I, funny. I barely it's a see funny anything. Movie. Stu has eight hobbies. <laughs> I do. I have more hobbies than Stu does. And I've seen <laughs> oh, I don't know. And he runs a bunch of bands and wrangles people. She wrangles Happy <laughs> I wrangle Boggers. And that's enough for me. All right. Anyway, continuing. Sorry. sorry I had to hook with yeah. you there. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I got it. Te- <laughs> Tebby is like, he wrangles people. <laughs> Wing. Like, ah. All right. Continue. My, my, my temperament is much, much, much more suited to wrangling Boggards than it is regular people. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be as nice and polite. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I, that was a laugh of agreement. That was not me disagreeing uh, in any way. Fortunately, nobody has to be nice and polite to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I suppressed it for a few months, but then I just bought Savage Worlds Adventures Yay. Edition. Mm-hmm. In the book, there are liner notes from two players and a GM about different aspects of the game. The book says there's a picture of them at the end. That picture is two kids in what looks like a hospital being GM'd by a third person. After seeing that I started to ache again, thinking of lost opportunities to help people. Perhaps my job is to be the John the Baptist of the story, a voice crying out in the wilderness looking for some sort of RPG Jesus to answer my call. I don't know how to do this, but I think it should be done, and I will follow anyone who can figure it out. I'm active on the forums and would love to talk about it more if there's anyone who thinks this would be good and can come up with a plan. To anyone listening, reading or listening to this email, please help me figure it out. My apologies, this went on longer than expected. Take care of yourself. Stay diverse and wonderful. Have a drink. Sincerely, Eric from New Jersey. <sighs> yeah. So, as someone who should never be in charge of anything, <laughs> nor be in charge of paperwork, I created a 501c3. Yeah. And, you know, uh, created, like, uh, became an official museum and built, bought 30 acres from the state. Yeah. If anybody's ever That's- dealt... With doing anything with the state, it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Like that's a nonprofit for those of you who might be oh. in other countries and don't right. know what a five c three is. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a arts nonprofit. Um, so you can do this. Like you really can. Yeah. I I am fucking ADHD as hell. <laughs> um, and it's it's really hard when you have like stuff on your back. I don't know what your specific situation is, mm-hmm. um, but. The thing that doesn't work is looking for someone else to do it. I mm-hmm. I do know that. Yeah. Um, other people have their own ideas usually and are doing them. Very mm-hmm. few people are like going online saying, "Will somebody give me some ideas?" <laughs> I'm now, out. There's there's organizations similar to this. There's the art. Isn't there like an RPG bus? I don't know. Where That's they go cool. around to schools or something to to teach kids how to let me let me look. That'd be cool. I mean, I, there are a lot of like after like people who run like after school programs and things like that for this. Um, there are uh, I've been involved in a couple cosplay groups that go to ho- to children's hospitals dressed as characters, um, and that's it's it's difficult to do. It helps you definitely like Tappy said have to have some sort of formal organization or something set up. Mm-hmm. It start it helps if you start um, not in hospitals. But like in like if you want to run games for like an after school program or something, um, that's a, a good start. So you can start having hey 
you know, the kids over at Williams Elementary can tell me, can tell you that, you know, I've been running games for their kids, everything. Um, get yourself fingerprinted if you're in the United States. I don't know. There's probably a similar thing. It's called LiveScan. It costs like 60 bucks. Um, it proves that you don't have a, you know, a criminal history. So that's definitely a good first step, too. Yeah. Well, I was saying, like, the, the Boy Scouts of America, if you join as a, an adult volunteer, you have to take the youth protection training, and they run a background check on you. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like you have to pay, like, 35 or $55 or something like that for mm-hmm. them to actually run the background check. Yeah. And you would have to have stuff like, you'd have to have that kind of, kind of stuff for anyone doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what <clears throat> might be easier, and I think it is a group that is much less well-served than sick kids while doing things for sick kids is great um adults with chronic illnesses Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i know a bunch of people who like they can get out of bed 15 minutes a day yeah right and are in a ton of pain yeah but they can sit and play a video game they Mm -hmm. can sit and be online and role play right and like a lot of them like mmos because they can be social with people Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Otherwise, they are they're literally trapped in their own bodies, mm-hmm. and and it sounds. I like I think that's, that's probably why some for. things like Second Life are still popular. Yeah. they're still out there, and there's still a lot of users for them. Mm-hmm. And so, if you want a population that is easier to serve, um, because I, they're adults, mm-hmm. um, and one that is very underserved for this sort of situation, um, I mean, it sounds like you're really passionate about kids, sick kids, and that's super awesome. Go for that. Um, but adults with chronic illnesses, yeah. um, who are going to live, who's going to live as long as everybody else, they just can't get out of bed and they're in horrible pain. Right. Those people really could use some escapism, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, well, I mean, my, my, I had a sister with cerebral palsy, and she was in an adult home, mm-hmm. and little kids with cerebral palsy, everyone like the holidays, everyone wants to come and do things for them, but the adults, no one does anything for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I was in a caroling group, and I and and, uh, and I had suggested, why don't we go down to my sister's place and we can go and sing Christmas carols for them? Mm-hmm. And we did, and you know, they never they never get anything like that. Yeah, mm. yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean that 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 is a, a once once they're once they become a become adults, there's not people falling over each other to. Help them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they need that escapism just as much as the yeah. kids do. Now, I just I looked it up, rpgbus.com. Mm-hmm. Now, these people, they, who, they might even have some kind of program that already exists like this because mm-hmm. it says RPG Bus, accessible, inclusive, friendly, comfortable, mobile music and gaming facility for recreation, therapy, entertainment, or educational programs. Cool. And it looks like they have a bus and they have a trailer. Okay. And they basically go around and it, it is a basically a mobile gaming room. And it looks like they go to schools and stuff like that. So, even if they don't, even if that's outside of what their wheelhouse is, they could certainly point you in in the kind of directions that you would want to, you would want to go. Yeah, right, absolutely. Um, And Joe actually is uh, really big in the D and D community, and he's got like a whole line of clothing and stuff based on. D&D are and they this and wide? Like and when I put this wide, and my hands are like, I don't know, like four feet wide? Yeah, about four and a half. When he wears <laughs> them, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't wear his own product. He does, but that's okay. But anyway, Not so it's kind of cool. So huh? He just doesn't wear shirts. He's allergic to them. I'm okay with that. That cool. He's allergic to material. <laughs> These are the shirts that I have hanging around me as I go shirtless. <laughs> uh, all right. 
All right, that's it. <laughs> thank you very it. much, Eric from New Jersey. Yeah, that's for the it. Email. Yeah, super. Hey, cool. and thank you to EasyRollerDice.com. Yes. EasyRollerDice.com/slash/giants. If you want to join their Kickstarter, Kickstarter to get the big, big, huge, yeah. noggin-crushing dice. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you totally should. Yeah. They're very cool. Why do you keep asking me for my password? I don't need the password. It's too oh, and I can't play that. Oh, nope. uh, that's right. Play the AP song. Oh, okay, I'll play the AP song. Which one? Uh, the country one? Yeah. I'm not seen. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for season 24, episode 12 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. And I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and we'll see you next week, Friday, 7 p.m. Pacific time. we got games. There's uh, we have Demigods a, Sunday. Demigods on Sunday. Changeling is on Monday. And then Tappies. Oh, the Autumn uh, People. Yeah, the Autumn People yeah. on Wednesday. Where I have nothing yet planned, and they're just going to do crazy shit. It's going to be awesome. I don't know what they're going to do. That's kind of Excellent. creepy half. <laughs> Thank you very much, and we'll leave you with this song. Yes. I've lived a thousand lives. I've piloted a thousand souls. I killed and fought and died just for a single role. You know, I I really should have I really should have played uh, upright bass on this rather than than electric bass you know that I play upright bass much better than I play electric bass anyone listening to that is going to go wow that guy can barely play bass <laughs> wait is this mic on